Well, aloha and good morning. Welcome to the Bridgetown Daily for Wednesday, May 6th. My name is Jaron Oda, and I lead the youth here at Bridgetown Church. You know, in the past eight weeks of quarantine life, I have been absolutely baffled by the statistics popping up during this unprecedented pause on life, as one of my friends described it. I mean, like global and local statistics show us that while the world and economy may be at a standstill, clearly our fellow humans are still being formed by what attractions are on the rise right now. I mean, there's literally an article titled, How Coronavirus is Boosting Booze, Weed, and Other Vice Industries. That's crazy. Or even what relationships are forming or deforming with divorce stats on the rise, some families closer than ever, and others more separated. And the staggering loss of life from this virus in tandem with the abundance of life being restored in creation around us. So let's not mistake the sense of pause or restlessness or even numbness for neutral time. I believe pause can be a powerful tool to reveal what in us and what around us has been shaping us all this time. Which is what ironically leads me to the topic of this morning's Bridgetown Daily, holiness. I know if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking, What's being revealed in me as of recent has been anything but holy. So why are you bringing this up? And I really mean that when I say some of my deepest wounds and attachments, me personally, have come to the surface and have been honestly really hard to face. But before you end this podcast early, hold up. Just bear with me for another five minutes or so. Because hopefully you noticed the title of this podcast. And assuming that you probably don't know the Hawaiian language, This is where I will explain hemolele, the native Hawaiian epistemology and word for holy. Now, the etymology of the word is pretty straightforward and was taught to me by my Uncle Kiha. So mahalo nui to you, Uncle. I know you're probably listening to this, so I want to do this right. But hemo means to take off, untie, or to undress. And lele means to run or to jump or to skip. Before we quickly just define it and put it together, I want to give a few word pictures to help you see the word in action. As holelo holelo Hawaii or the Hawaiian language is a deeply descriptive and image-rich language. So I want to use your imagination really quick and mine. Let's start with hemo. The best image used with hemo could be like untying your shoelace or the act of removing your shoes or slippers when you step into your house at the end of the day. To let go, to untie to remove. And now lele. The image best used here is that of an ukulele or guitar player strumming. The action of strumming the strings, you should think of that when you hear lele. That bouncing, that movement. And that lele was actually one of the things that inspired the naming of Hawaii's favorite instrument, the ukulele, right? Or the jumping flea. Lele, to jump. And so when you put the two together, you get this meaning. Take off or untie that which would make you run. And I would add here, take off or untie that which would make you run from love. There it is. Holy, translated most bluntly, is to be set apart. Yes, and set apart for what, or rather for whom? You see, holiness is not the constant, laborious, striving up to live to all the perfect ideals, but rather holiness was defined by a radical commitment to heal and take off anything that would get in the way of God's love, as described by my uncle. 
And before we start with building a holy to-do list for ourselves, we need to see the radical commitment given us by Jesus Christ on the cross. His promise was not to make us rich or successful or safe or healthy or smart or get all the right opportunities. He is not a moralistic, therapeutic God. He is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the triune community of perfect truth and love. His promise to us was to make us like Jesus. That's the promise through Jesus by the Spirit. That's why we can see the crucible, which is how John Mark pastorally and prophetically defines our times at the moment, as a vulnerable and opportune moment to see what inside of us and even around us are hindering us from God's love. And if we could be honest, most of us are probably seeing idols, attachments, sin patterns, and even pain arise in abundance. You see, the crucible surfaces the broken things, but not to shame us or condemn us or to put us into denial, but rather to show us the things that hinder us from accepting our King's love. And bearing this in mind, C.S. Lewis perfectly articulates the enemy's plan for us during this time in his book, The Screwtape Letters. This little excerpt is a senior demon writing to his junior demon about how to do his job well. And he says this, The only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy or God. It does not matter how small the sins are, provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into the nothing. Murder is no better than cards if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is a gradual one. The gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. You see, the enemy's goal is to separate us at all costs. Robert Greenleaf, in his amazing book, Servant Leadership, then gives us the definition of religion. Religion, he says, is seen in the root meaning of that term, religio, which means to rebind. The thing to be done with religious concern is to rebind humankind to the cosmos, to heal the pervasive alienation inside of us that we all feel. And once again, Christian religion has a concern to rebind us to our God. Not to exhaust us, not to burn us out, to rebind us. The word of God, practicing the way, Bridgetown Church, the rule of life that John Mark gave, our worship culture, all ultimately have a concern to rebind us to our God. Hemolele. Take off what would make you run from love and be with me. The enemy's plan is to hinder us. God's plan is to rebind us. So may what the enemy intended for evil be used for good through Jesus Christ, who is Emmanuel, God with us. And so now I just want to guide us in a short prayer of intercession to close. And so now would you just get comfortable wherever you're at listening to this? I think the leaders here talk about planting your feet on the ground as a sign to your rest of your body and to your mind and to your heart that you're present, you're now, you're here. So may we do that together. And would you close your eyes with me and focus on your breathing in through the nose and gently out through the mouth. And would you repeat with me Christ with us at the end of every statement. To our impatience 
or our anger that may be pushing love or family away, we say, Christ with us. To the pain or sorrow of losing a loved one, we say, Christ with us. To the feelings of loneliness and uninterrupted ache for connection, we say, Christ with us. To the revelation of all the broken or impure things revealed in us, we say, Christ with us. To the sin and hardness of heart, to all that is good, true, and beautiful, we say, Christ with us. And to the salvation of our God and its movement through all that we are and are becoming, we say, Christ with us. Amen.